Blog Talk Radio. Well, Dad, we're here. It's time for uh, your show, and I know you got a great subject matter. Uh, so tell us who it is. I mean, I know who it is. I even sang the song for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to talk about Joshua. Okay. And uh, was he a prophet? No. <laughs> he was a man of war. He was a man of war? Okay. Yes. Okay, he was chosen he was, by God. He was chosen by God, but he was a man of war, and but he's not a prophet. Okay. I need to change, change that in the description then. Sorry about that. Um, but anyway, and he did some miracles, or God did some miracles, right, for, with him, correct? Yes, he did. Okay. And, are you going to do the show? You no, to... no, no. I just want to ask, okay, because I, I need to change that. He was not a prophet, but he had miracles happen. And it's always good to hear a great Bible story with some, some miracles in it. So, anyway, you take it away. All right? All right. Please, Dad. Well, anyway, we're going to talk about Joshua. Now, who in the world was Joshua? There's uh, two men in the, in the Moses camp that uh, served the Lord and believed in God and believed in Moses and believed what Moses said. You know, now, Moses was a – of all the men in the Bible, Moses probably – to me, was the I'd say the greatest. How's that? I don't know whether he's the greatest or not. But remember, Moses was chosen by God to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt. There was about uh, maybe two million people in Egypt at that time. They had been there four hundred years, and Moses came down, delivered them out of out of Egypt with a series of miracles and. And steadfastness in the serving God. They were out of the wilderness now, marching, going to the servant, going to the promised land, and they sinned, as we all do. Do you ever sin? What is sin? Turning against God? Not serving God? Not believing in God? Not living your life as God led it to live? We must li- we must live every day as if God is there beside us because He is beside us. So there, there are general Israel out there in the wilderness, headed for the Promised Land. They sinned. They sinned again. They sinned again. Because people are that way. Are you that way? You said, "Oh no!" I, I talked to a guy the other day. He said, well, "Listen, I'm a good guy. I do this, this, and this, and this, and this." And I said, wow, that's good. That's better than me. But his heart was not with God. He was living within himself. Are you living within yourself? Do you not trust God would deliver you from all the sin and evil that comes in this world? Anyway, they said, God said that uh, you're not into the promised land now. Are you fighting men? Are not going to end the end of the promised land. He had appointed Joshua and Caleb, along with ten other people, to go spy the land out. Those twelve people went out, and they came back with different stories, as we all do. And Joshua and Caleb said, uh, "No, we can take the land. We know we can." And the other ten men said, "We can't do it. We're afraid. We're frightened. There are giants in the land." Huge men, they, they just, they'll, they'll slay us, they'll eat us. And the fear fell on the children of Israel, and they 
believe what was brought back by, from uh, the holy, the promised land that Joshua and Caleb had disagreed with. And, and God said, well, you know, there we go again. You guys just don't believe that I can deliver you. And Moses said to uh, Joshua and Caleb, said, uh, you will go into the promised land, but the rest of the fighting men of Israel will not go in. So for 40 years, they struggled out across the desert and this foreign land and until all of them had died, he suffered. But, I mean, Joshua and Caleb. And there they stood. And Moses was the point of death by this time. He led a terrible life, fueling the servants of God, fueling the fear of mankind, and all, he he served God. He served with, with his entire being. And Moses, at the point of death, told the children of Israel, said, we have lived out here for 40 years. Tried, I mean, uh, the, the journey should have taken about six months. Even that amount of people, the journey should have taken about six months, and they were there 40 years. Wow. And they lived off of the land. They fought fought for their land, not the promised land. They fought this land. They fought different kings, and etc. Moses called them all together and said, listen, I'm going to get ready to go with the way of the earth, and I want you to uh, understand that Joshua will lead you to the promised land. Nobody knows where Moses was buried at. You know, he climbed up on the mountain. God showed him the land that he promised. And because of sin, Moses didn't go into the land. So you see, even the best of men sin. So don't think you're sinless because you you can do things your way. Your way is not the right way. Your way is the way of the Lord. And remember this, that God will always be beside you if you allow him. Anyway, Joshua was, was to lead the people into the promised land. So here we go. And as Joshua, as Joshua came to the children of Israel, he said, uh, Joshua, God, I, I'm not sure that I'm strong enough and courageous enough. Oh, you'll be all right. You just follow my laws. Follow what I say, and I'll take care of you. The first thing they had to do was cross the Jordan, Jordan River. The Jordan River at that time of year, at the time they crossed, was at flood stage. What does that mean? Well, you know what flood is? You know what right. you know what everything is according to the floods. The river was high, it was raging with water. Joshua told the uh Levites who was carrying the Ark of the Covenant, So don't you go to the river and stand in the river and by its edge and you'll see what the Lord will do. Immediately when they came to the river's edge the water backed up and was absolutely purged up it, up it like a mountain. The water coming down stopped. The water going out went, and they were dragged around that the children would walk across. Joshua told the children of Israel, I want you to walk across. I want you to, to the Levites carrying the ark. Go to the middle of the river and stand. That had to be terrifying in them. There's a wall of river 
standing like a pyramid. And there the Orange Covenant stood, and the people marched across. And after they got got across, they they uh, had to uh, had to uh, they, they, when the ark was there and standing in the middle of the river, which is dry. God said to Joshua, "Have him gather twelve stones from the middle of the river." For he was totally dry. I want you to build an altar when you cross over. So twelve, twelve men from the twelve tribes came and took a stone. They marched across the bench crossing uh, Jordan River. They built an altar and it meant that they crossed over and got on dry land. Here come the water background <laughs> completely in flesh stage again. The enemies in the promised land heard all this and saw us and were frightened to death. Well, it frightened me too. And the once the river was raised up and flooded and back again. So the children of Israel built an altar using the twelve stones. They're at a place called Gilgal. Man, it's a funny thing happening in Gilgal. I'm not going to be involved in this, but you can research it. And if you want me to talk about it, I will someday, but not now. The uh, men that were in the armies at that time, the old men had died. as had to refuse to cross over to, to the promised land because they were afraid. And was substituted by new men, the sons. And they had never been circumcised. Yeah. And there on the banks of the Gilgal, Joshua made some flint knives and he circumcised all the men that had not been circumcised. And they had to stay there a while for, for them to heal. Oh, we're good at that. Not good at that later, but we look at it. They were on their way to Jericho. And after they had healed, I told Joshua, he said, I want you to, well, yeah, he told him what to do. But anyway, Joshua looked up ahead and there was a man standing there with a sword drawn, a big man. And Joshua was not a big man at all. He was just a normal human being. He walked up to this man and he said, are you for me or against us? Strange thing to say. He was a huge guy with a drawn sword looking down at Joshua and he said, Are you for and he said Joshua said to him, Are you for us or against us? He said, I'm from the army of the Lord. I'm here to protect you and work with you. And Joshua was stunned. He fell to his face and I said, You're on holy ground, take off your shoes and I'll tell you what to do. Anyway, Joshua had uh, had his task in front of me and he they stood in front of Jericho, not in front of Jericho, toward Jericho. He said, I want you to take your children of Israel. I want you to march around every day, seven days. All the men, the fighting men, you to march around one time each day. And on the seventh day, you take your march around it seven times. And you shout. And the walls come tumbling down. Well, Joshua was a fighting man, you understand, and he 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 did the things that were necessary to do. Like he marched all night one night, and he did the, he did things that were 
installed as a strong-willed man that believed in God, but believed in courageous things he had to do. So on the seventh day, the children of Israel and the children of the fighting men would march, march around. But they marched not one day, one time, but they marched seven times. And the seventh time around, they shouted. When they do, they shouted, and the walls came tumbling down. And inside the walls was a little lady called a prostitute that had uh, given hope and courage to the two men that had come to spy on the city. God said to God said to the men, said, uh, give her what she needs because she protects my people. There they were on the seventh day marching around. The walls came tumbling down and they took the, the lady and her family and brought her around because they had promised her that they would do that. They uh, offered a sacrifice to God and, and they came out and the woman came with all her family and everything and was saved. It was the only people saved that Joshua saved that day because an oath was given to her. If you will help our men and our spies, we will give you grant to your rest of your life. So they, uh, the walls fell. They went to rush into the city. They killed the people, everybody. Most people get worried about that. They they killed everybody, the wives, the children, the men, everything. They took the treasures out of the city. God had instructed them, said, you're not to partake of the treasures. It's a rich city. But then one man came out, and he, uh, he, did what, he did what everyone else liked to do. He coveted things in the city, and he took some... Took a beautiful robe, he took some silver and some gold, and he burned them in his tent. tent. Well, the people were rejoicing. Here was Joshua had captured the city of Jericho, a phenomenal task. So they said, uh, the next city we go to is Ai. So they marched up to Ai. Well, they didn't march up to Joshua, took several men, said, Go spy out the city and see what it is. So the men went to Ai and said, well, we don't have to take the whole army, Joshua. said, they only take uh, a few thousand men because they're not they're not very strong, and we can uh, we can take this city without worrying, worrying the army. So they went to, up to the city, and the city wasn't very strong, but it routed the Israelites. I mean, they came out, and they beat the devil out of the Israelites of the army of Israelites. And as they uh, worried about what in the world had happened, and Joshua went to the Lord and said, Lord, something's wrong. Jordan, the Lord said, you know, sit in the camp. I told you to take, take all the plunder and give it to the treasure of the Lord. But we have one man that took this plunder, and he's buried in his tent. Well, who is it? So they cast lots, and then lot fell on Jacob, on the tribe of Jacob. They went into his tent. He confessed. He said, I have a robe and I have silver and some gold. And, you know, I was just, I won't do it. Strange thing happened to me. I had trouble with this all my life, and still do. 
But not strange in the sense I want to evade the Lord, but hear what the Lord did. The Lord took Achan as a man's name, took his wife, his children, his young children, his flocks, and he had them stoned until they were dead. What happened? What, what was it? Was it cause of the children to do that? It wasn't the cause of the the children. Children was part of the family. They killed everybody, and the fear of the Lord came upon Israel, because the Lord is not only loving, happy, and kind; He is vengeful. He is a jealous God. Do you remember that God, if you don't remember anything that I say today, remember that God is a jealous God. If some of you are married, you have a husband or you have a wife or you have a spouse, God is a jealous God, like you would be jealous over a family, over, over your wife or your husband. God is a jealous God, and he takes care of us. But he also warns us that he is a jealous God. Anyway, they uh, got to stand out of the camp. They went to AI, and uh, Joshua showed his proudness as far as his military. And he set up an ambush, and they were all killed. They were, the city was captured. So they got together with the, everything, and they got to see AI this time. And they captured it. They burned it. Killed all the people in it. And on the way, they were and on the way to uh, the promised land. Uh, Joshua, I mean, excuse me. The cities that fell was, and they had city AI, and it fell. And then the next city was, and then on and on and on, they went. But the children of Israel were constantly at each other and trying to have sin. Is a sin in our country today like that? Are we greedy? Are we necessarily want everything for ourselves? Do we constantly say that we need this and we need that and we need this and we take it? Things happen to Joshua like that. As people are going forward, they sin constantly. But men are like that. Women are like that. We're, we're, we do things that irritate God. Can God be irritated? Can Mr. Holy be irritated? Can Jesus yeah. be irritated? There's things happening in Jesus' life that he didn't understand why it was happening. Joshua brought the children of Israel out of the land into the promised land, and he constantly had to go before them doing the things that are necessary. On and on they went. They captured city after city. They marched and got kings, five kings at one time. They they did things that were miraculous. They were not supposed to happen. One time Joshua was preparing, having a battle with the enemy, and they were winning. And uh, every time that his hands got tired, he dropped his hands, and the battle would go the other way. That was the way God showed them that Israel was his chosen people. One time, God Joshua asked uh, 
God said, God, please stop the sun. It's the only time in history, and it can be authenticated, that there is a time in history that the sun stood still. Our sun stood still, and the battle was won. It was stood still for almost a half a day, uh, over half a day. And there was Joshua leading the children of Israel in a war, and he won. One time, the hailstones of Bishop's 50 pounds fell on the enemy. Now, where in the world did the 50-pound hailstone come from? From God. But there was Joshua leading the way all the time, looking left and right, and understanding that God leads the way. Joshua leaving God. He served God. Are you serving God? I get up in the morning time and I'm tired. Tired from what? Sleepy? But you know, as you get older, you're tired. You want to serve God. You say, God, where can I go? Where can I lead? Where can I do? Remember that God says, be patient. I'll be with you every step of the way if you will be patient and listen to me. Whatever you do, listen to God. Because God is there to protect us, to deliver us. And one day, believe it or not, he's going to come in the clouds on a white Arabian. I say Arabian because I raised Arabians. He went on a white Arabian. He will call his Christian home. This is called a rapture. And we'll be raptured into heaven at the marriage of the Lamb. Christ is the bride, the bride, bridegroom. We're the bride. The church belongs to Christ. The church is intermingled with Jews and Gentiles. There's no difference. Some people want to become a Jew. Why? The word celestial position is the bridegroom, which is Christ. And to be with Christ. You'll be with Christ and you'll be given your rewards in heaven. You earn a reward. You know what a reward is? All the good things that you've done for God in God's will will be given to you. So I ask you today, do you live for God or do you live for self? Do you want to serve God or do you want to serve yourself? We have idols. We have idols that we just, that we, uh, we, we covet. It's our God. We cover our money. We cover our things, our belongings. God gives it all to you. God will take care of you. My daughter is a happy person. She tries to be happy. Sometimes she sings and makes it unhappy for us that <laughs> listen to her. But, uh, it's okay. <laughs> God enjoyed it. <laughs> sure. But you serve God by serving Him. And belonging to him and wanting to be with him. I love God with all my heart. Sometimes I get up in the morning and I'm discouraged because I, I didn't get what I wanted. I want to know what God wants with me. I want to be a servant to him. I want to live with him. I pray and read. I'm working with a family of Jews right now. To, to to get them to convert from 
to not from Jews, but to to Christ. I work with this one guy. He's a uh, he knows the Bible about as good as I do. Well, maybe not. Well, he he knows God. He he knows. He said, "My God will not send me to hell." Will he? <laughs> well, you tell me he won't send me to hell. But then you ask me the question, "Will he?" Well, of course he will. You're not sending to hell. You send yourself. What does that mean? God said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. If you come to me, I will no wise cast you out. But Christ is the way. John 14, 6 says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. If you come to me, I will no wise cast you out. So do you serve God? As Joshua did. There was Joshua. A wee little man. That wee. He was a... <laughs> I get that. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he tries me, uh, to uh, be like Zacchaeus. But Joshua was not a strong man. He was a given leader. He had great military strength. He had military mind. But he had a mind of God also. Do you have a mind for God? You want to? Do you want to serve God for all your worth? You know, Christ died on this on the cross, and His last words were, "Remember this, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me?" For all the sins of the world was laid on the cross at that time upon Christ, and He died the world. There's many, many options that you can choose. But one of the options was, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? How would you like to have one of your children that you had given, that you you know that child had given all they got, the child looks up at you and said, Gene, why have you forsaken me? God, God requires wholehearted belief in him, serving him. If you become a Christian today, meaning God lives in your heart, and you're sold out to God, you're not your own. You've been bought with a price. You're now a soldier in the Lord's army. Are you a soldier? Have you talked to somebody today about God? If if you were on trial today for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you, convict you of Christianity? And sometimes in our histories, men, women, children have had to voice their opinion about God. Are you voicing your opinion about God? Do you believe in God? Do you worship God? Today is a the day of salvation. Tomorrow may be too late. Today is the day that you accept Christ and let him be your leader. Will he stand beside you? He says, I'll never leave you. I'll always be with you. Can you trust that? That God will live, live within you and trust you? Do you trust God? We'll stop right there at AT and leave it up to you. Got any questions or anything you want to say? No, uh, well, one question that I have is, so um, 
how, they, you said they drew lots and they figured out that uh, with the tribe and then they figured out the person. What does that mean? Is that like a, like, you know, is that like, you know, when you have the, the things and the three, the three caps and you put one under one of the caps and then you figure it out? Is that kind of how, is that lots? Is it kind of like a gamble? A God's <laughs> part of the gambling? I mean, yep. come on. It is. Uh, okay. Because that's what it looked, felt like. It looks like whatever. Okay, and so God, so that was like a throwing the dice there, sort of, kind of, right? And then you figure it out with God's help, right? Correct? What was, that, what was the first part? I said kind of like throwing dice or doing the switcheroo on the, oh, the cap, right? <laughs> and then, that, then that's how you figure it out, right? God gives you the clues, and then you find the clues, and then you, then you go and you figure it out. God figures lots, it out. Lots, as the Jews were accustomed to at that time, were, is exactly like gambling. Like that's okay. a lot. If you only use the word dice, uh, I don't like that, but okay. no words get the dice. But anyway, they cast lots, and the lot fell on Judah that was, had the uh, stuff underneath his tent floor. But uh, God assigns, he didn't sign the children of Israel in, in like that. He didn't cast lots to sign. He designated, and he designated, Joshua did, what tribe went to where? Okay. Caleb was 85 years old when his lot went when he went after his lot. Here was he was 40 years old when he came back from he came back from the promised land, and then 45 years later, after fighting all this time, he came back and he said, "You know, Joshua, I'm 85 years old, but I'm still strong. I need my lot." Wow. Moses said, I mean, Joshua said, go ahead, son. You deserve it and you got it. You, and he did. God lived up the promised land to his tribes, 12 tribes, in the way that he saw fit. And each tribe was given a portion of the land. Then they had to go fight for the land. But God was right. with them. God was with them. Okay. Then here's the next question I have. So they wandered around for 40 years out there in the desert, right? Okay, yep. 40 years. And uh, uh, and then, okay, so then the, the the river parted, and it was like a pyramid, okay, and they could cross over, and it was dry. It wasn't muddy. That's what you're saying, right? It was just it dry. Was dry. It was okay. dry. Okay. All right, and then the water's over there. That would be a little confusing, right? And, uh, and so the people that believed – uh, what was going to happen, like believed in God and the miracles and what needed to happen, they followed, right? Is that right. what you're saying? Okay, and some of them didn't follow, right? You mean Jordan? Crossing yeah. Jordan? No, yeah. they all followed. Oh, they all followed because I'm sitting there going, wait for me, I'm team God, right? <laughs> That's what I'd have been saying. And, uh, <laughs> you know, but yeah, I thought you said that they, some of them didn't cross, but they, all the all the ones that were with Joshua crossed. He was the warlord. Okay. And uh, and then the twelve stones were the twelve tribes, right? Twelve stones were out of the middle of the, out of the middle of the Jordan. They uh-huh. took twelve stones and brought it to the banks of the, the uh, Gilgal and built an altar. Okay, and why did they build an altar for God? No, the they built an altar so that they could remember what God had done. Okay, remember the miracle, right? Right. Okay, and then okay, that that makes sense then. And then, um, 
and and so then when they the 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 prostitute was a one that that said helped them so she was part of the escapees right the ones that could escape her and her family correct it was she's the only escapee okay 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 i got that her, her and her family okay her and her family and um so the, one of the things i'm asking you about so they the next battle they didn't win they lost poorly and it was because of one man's sin right is that is that what you're saying because Achan had sinned. One man sinned. They, they, they God punished everybody? He didn't yeah. let him win. He didn't let him win at Ai until okay. the sin was discovered. And then Achan's family was killed. Yeah, that's, that's a little harsh. Okay. <laughs> Were you calling God harsh? Yeah, I am. I am. I, that's harsh. I, I don't, I'm no disrespect to God because I love God. And I understand what, but little babies were killed, Dad. I have a struggle with that one. I do. I have a struggle with it. Okay. So now I'm going to ask you something else. Okay. Uh, do you think they went to heaven? Do what? Do you think Aiken and the family that got stoned went to heaven? Do you think they did? Oh, they yeah, all went to heaven. I mean, the children went to heaven. Okay, but AI admitted that he did it. So do you think that he was... AI right? is the name of the city. Okay. Aiken. Oh, was the guy. Yeah. Do you think Aiken went to heaven? He admitted to it. And he must have known that something was going to happen to him when he admitted to it, right? Because, you know, uh, do you think he went to heaven? Do you think he I can't answer that. It does, the Bible doesn't teach it, and it doesn't answer. I don't know what happened to Aiken. Okay. He but the children... The children, of course, went to heaven. Right. Because children are not, until they are becoming their own, they're right. protected by God. Okay, I understand. Okay, good. Um, yes. Yeah, Dad, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a pill to swallow. But okay. <laughs> so, a pill to swallow. Yeah, that is. <laughs> so then Moses, okay, Moses, you're talking about Moses. And Moses, uh, he didn't get to go in the promised land. I, I'm not understanding why not. Did I understand that right? Yeah, he did not. God prevented okay. him because of sin. He sinned. He disobeyed okay. God. Okay. That's the dude that got the Ten Commandments, right? You might, Moses got the, Ten Commandments. got the Ten Commandments. The guy that did it all, the guy that wow. worked with the people. But he sinned. God told him to do something. He did it differently. God okay. Said, you're not. You're not going to enter into his holy land. Do you think God has softened up after some time? I mean, do you think He's softer now? I mean, more understanding. I don't know the right word to ask that. I just said. Well, I know this. I know this that God doesn't change. God is God of holiness. God is a God of kindness, of obedience, of unequal kindness. And the God of love. He's, he loved us so much he gave his only begotten son. Okay. His only son, one and only son to die for us. To resolve the sins of the world. But God doesn't change. God is holy. He's so holy he can't look upon sin. So when Christ took the sins of the world, God had to turn his back. My God, my God. Why have you forsaken me? That's what Christ said. But God is the same God 
10,000 years ago as it is today. Does God look upon our sins the same way? We're in a different disposition that God doesn't absolve us from sin. Only Christ can absolve us from sin. The day okay. is the day of salvation. Okay. okay. All right. I accept that. I got to think about all that, though, too. So, um, <laughs> all right. thank you, Dad. Um, I appreciate that story. That's a, that's a good one. But Moses, the dude that got the Ten Commandments, did not go to the Promised Land. He just didn't go because he didn't do something that God told him to do the way he told him to do it, right? That's right, but you remember that. Moses was given the Ten Commandments written on, with God's own finger. That's exactly right, right? I sit there going, you know, favoritism is not God's thing right there, except for the Jews. But not anymore, because now it's about the bride of Christ, which is all us believers, right? But remember that, right? that Moses, yes, that's right. But remember this, that Moses got the Ten Commandments. What did he do with the Ten Commandments? He broke them. Didn't he? God, God had to give him another set. Yeah, okay. God gave him another set. That's nice. <laughs> oh, man. And God's a jealous God? You said that, Very, right? very jealous. Okay. Is is jealousy a higher emotion or a lower emotion, Dad? Because I'm telling you, jealousy is not good, all right? You saw what it's done to some of those people. Um, like, the, you know, I told you when you, you were telling the story about uh, uh, the two women out there, hey, take my servant, go have a baby with her, and she gets pregnant. And then she gets all mad and hateful and sends her away because she's jealous, right? So why is it okay for God to be jealous and us not to be jealous? That's a real No, it's not. God is holy. When we are jealous, we sin. Okay. We get angry and everything. God doesn't get angry. He's just jealous. He wants you. He, he gave us a free will to either choose him or not choose him. Right. That's what I mean by jealousy. Okay. He could have he could have made us all robots. He could make you do things today. Yeah. But okay. he guides you with trials and tribulations, with things that we'd like, things that we dislike. He guides us. Right. He lets us make a choice. That's what I mean by jealousy. We make a wrong choice. We make a choice that we know is wrong. And God has right. to punish us. To bring okay. it back. Well, that's all the questions I have answering them. I'm going <laughs> to talk to God myself, too. You know, have a little chit-chat. I love God. I mean, he always seems really nice. I mean, he's gotten annoyed at me before. Not annoyed. It's probably not the word, but he's he's gotten annoyed at me. I'm going to use that word. And I said, just let it go. It's forgotten. I was like, okay, thanks. I, you know, but, you know, right now he's working with me with something. So it's all good. We'll do. I gotta do the right thing, right? So we all gotta do the right thing, right? The and right then, thing. Yeah, exactly. I love right God. Thing. I do. I do. Anyway, thank you, Dad. This is a good one. It's a good lesson for me, actually. So I appreciate it. You know, I'm sure the others would have heard it too. It will have appreciate it too. So anyway, are you ready to close the show? Yeah, close the show. But uh, you can order my book. I. Uh, it's not a good book, but it's. It's a book worth reading. You can order book. it. You can order from Amazon. I think it's about seven or eight bucks, and uh, it'll tell you, give you a lot of life lessons. 
because God has brought me through trials and tribulations, through airplane crashes, through drunken ball brawls. I, you know, I, I don't know why God saved me, but He did because I love God and love Him with all my heart. And people do not have to go through what I went through for God to find their reaching and and I accepted everything that he offered. And I love God, and I love you, and I love all the people, and I pray for everybody. If you want to buy this book, order from Amazon, Gene Abbott, and uh, you'll enjoy the book. Have a nice day. Yes, you will. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, Dad.